0: welcome thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by david entry preaching is the means by which god manifests his word and nourishes our spirits may the life of god enter into you and you as you listen to this message be blessed i know the thoughts that i have for you god has has thoughts about you and i and he, he has planned he has thought about us, thought about where you are coming from, thought about your weaknesses, thought about your your strengths, thought about the things that make you happy, thought about the things that make you sad. He has actually thought about you and have put things in place to bring you to an unexpected end. Someone shout, Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Then he went on to say that, then, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart. Say all my heart. heart. That is a very important text. You have to, he says, you find me when you search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. So it's not like half-hearted. This is a kind of search that when you do, people who know you are wondering, but what are you looking for? It's kind of, it's very easy to be classified as extreme. Some will say you are an extremist. This whole thing about God—you are taking it too far. God said, "If you search for me with all your heart, you will find me." When you are searching, see the problem. The challenge is, is the search. Many people can't go through the search. So they don't find God in a way that everyone wants to be them. Everyone wants to be them. But once you find God, others want to be you. Others want to have your kind of results. Others want to have your kind of testimonies. Because as for the results, when it is good, everyone wants it. And you, there's no way you can find God and people won't, and it will show on you. When you find God, it will show on you. People, it will show on your marriage. It will show in your health. It will show in your finances. When you find God, it will show. It, there's no way your state remains the same after you have found God. In the same way, when you are seeking God, it will tell on you it will affect the the places you go it will affect who you hang around with it will affect what you watch it will affect your leisure time why because you are searching for god with all your heart now when you search for god with all your heart people who are used to searching for him in their own convenience begin to have problems with you they think why this is how we've all been searching for god this is how we see no wonder you ask them do you are you happy with your god resource you've got if there's a lot more you you think you should get and you're not getting then i don't want to seek him the way you are seeking him hello he said you find you when you seek me and you say you find me when you search for me or you seek me with all your heart say all your heart (laughs) I discover as I grow up that God has placed a big responsibility in our hands when it comes to how the outcome of our lives turns out to be he has placed a big responsibility as I was teaching the other time even grace for grace to work you have to take responsibility shout hallelujah, hallelujah. so God has placed a big Responsibility on us in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8, he says that draw near unto God. Then he said, Well, I, I'm also going to draw near unto you. It's very easy, it's very common. It's it's it is it is miseducation to assume that God will just come anyway, anytime, anyhow. No, we started seeking God for revival since last year. We have seen trickles of what God can do, but it hasn't come yet. Last year, we knew, we knew that, that strange sicknesses, strange miracles, notable signs will be happening commonly amongst us. It's coming. Amen. I said it's coming. Amen. Because Jesus said, John truly really baptized with water, but not many days from now. It's just around the corner hallelujah. it's just around the corner it's actually closer to us than <laughs> hallelujah it's closer the reference jesus made about john the baptist baptism is farther than his baptism when he was telling them that john baptized with water but not many days from now that tells you the people who were he was talking to they were familiar with john I wouldn't be talking to them if they were not familiar with John. They were familiar with John. But he said, John, John's baptism is past. Your own, the new one that is coming, is not many days from now. But you have to take responsibility. Jesus said, go into the world and turn the world upside down. He didn't need too many people. He needed just a few. Who are willing to wait for the Spirit and for the Holy Spirit to come upon them? And when the Holy Spirit comes, it changes everything. The coming of the Holy Spirit. So he said, "You take responsibility. Draw near to God." James chapter four, verse eight. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Draw near. Tell someone. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Tell the person. Take full responsibility in drawing near to God. <laughs> There is always a price to pay for every good thing in life. There is always a price to pay. If you want to do it like others are doing, then you get what others get. But if you want to do it more than others are doing, then you get more. Even Paul, he said, the grace of God upon my life was not in vain because I labored more abundantly than the others. And so I'm getting more abundant results than the others, even though it was still grace. It's important, brothers and sisters, for us to understand that we are not in life just to make money. We are not in life, uh, uh, we are not alive just to eat. We are not alive just to also be um, part of the population. We are not alive just to get a job. We are not alive to go to the shopping center. We are alive for a bigger, a bigger purpose. And that purpose cannot be fulfilled until the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Listen, this is a good thing I'm about to say. Every given time and in every, every given generation, there will be history makers. There will be history makers. Don't wait to get to 20 years later, look back and say, oh, I didn't know that was history. I would have really joined. And the history books will be be written and your name would be nowhere. I personally believe it has always been my conviction for the past 20 more, uh, more years that if I pass through life without leaving my footprints, I've failed. No. People must know that I was here. I don't know about you. That's why I'm seeking the Holy Spirit the way I'm seeking the Holy Spirit. People must know. People, their, their, their records must tell that I left something. I did something which cannot be ignored. And it takes the whole... It, is, it, it, is, it, 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 it eats me up. When we were in school, and my friends, me and my friends, I just don't do things that everybody's doing. I do things that will make me different. That will make me be able to live and impact wherever I have been. Money and impact. Which one do I prefer? Prefer impact. Well man, well, what do I need the money for? As long as I can go and come and eat and live. That's that's just to keep it. I need the impact. Now and if I am determined to make an impact through God, then money God causes money to find me. Actually, money moves towards people with vision. Hmm? You can you can hang around a billionaire and you will not get anything. Going around you will not get anything. But if a billionaire sees that, suddenly you say, oh, you want to build a special ship, a big ship, it's like a country. It can take about um, one million people and you, you stay, there will be shopping center, center, everything, just for refugees. So oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> how much will it cost? It took about four, four billion. I just have uh, two million, I'm still raising this. Say, wow, show me the plan. Show me this. Even bank won't give you the money so they know what you want to do with the money. <laughs> Even though they are going to take advantage of you eventually. (laughs) You must must have a, a determination that you will make history. Other than that, you will live a cheap life and die a cheap death. He says that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He told them, don't rush into action. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Don't rush, don't rush into action. Someone say tarry. Say tarry. Tarry. He says that, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until power comes, then you can go. Don't Don't rush into action. Do not rush into action. Wait for the spirit. Because when the spirit comes, he will will accelerate and the little you put in, it's just like, do you know, some of you may not know what it takes to drive some of those big buses you th- when you see the bus heavy bus you think the steering wheel will be so heavy no some of the steering wheels are even easier to turn than some of the small small cars you see a whole ship with thousands of people on it a whole ship or a cruise liner it takes a small radar to move the whole thing this is so actually fulfilling your destiny making an impact it's not so much your strength. What your strength is supposed to be doing is supposed to be looking for the Holy Spirit and pay those little price that will allow the Spirit of God to come upon you. Then He does that. So then when He comes upon you, the little you do, He gets power. Others are struggling doing so much. You do little, do little, say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I believe that we are in a very interesting days. Some of you, God will be using you for strange healings. Amen. Uh, there are, there are people here who are going to be working in supernatural wealth. Yes. When I talk about supernatural wealth, people will begin to feel that, no, you have a money-making machine. Because yes. cool. wealth will be coming towards you. Yes. Shout hallelujah. So remember, it, 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 it's because of the season we are in. I like this. Thank you. Holy Spirit. Don't expect everyone to be in agreement with you do not don't expect everyone to agree with you the way you are seeking God actually expect people to have problems with you because the natural man is not made to seek God and every pe- everybody around you who operates naturally won't understand and appreciate the way you are seeking God but that's fine they don't have to they will, they will later. They will later. And if they persecute you later on, if there are good people around your life, later on they will say, I'm sorry, I didn't know. So if you also have fallen to their pressures, their, their pressures are out of ignorance. Now can I show you something? That's not part of the main the main text I'm about to read. And then we, we, we are out of here. Paul! Paul, the text we are reading. First Timothy chapter 1, you can put it on the screen for me. First Timothy chapter 1, he says that he persecuted, verse 13, for I persecuted the church. I was a, a blasphemer. I was a blasphemer. I persecuted, though I was formerly, say formerly. What? Say formally That's a very important way. Though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it. How? I did it. How So how about the guys who were doing it with him the guys who were doing it with him some of them will go to hell because he wasn't alone he was instigating others come and kill the christians kill them, let them and guess what all what he was doing he was doing it ignorantly and minister johnson there were some christians who backslided they said oh i want to be paul's friend so i don't want to offend paul meanwhile the guy later on became the proponent <laughs> Why he said because what I was doing, I did it ignorantly. Now you he's left you behind. Maybe you died in your non-achievement, you died in your sins. Be careful when you are doing the right thing, how you allow people to influence you are wrong. Be careful because maybe, maybe they are very ignorant. But Jesus, when they killed him, they said, said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Maybe. They are very ignorant. But by the time they finish influencing you and you lose your place, they gain understanding. By which time was too late? God called you to do something. You allow the pressure of the people to make you, to kick you out of it. And the people who put pressure on you to walk out of it, later on they have encounters with God and they come and do it. Tell somebody you are doing something right. <laughs> It's worth praying and seeking God. It is. In, in Hosea chapter 10 verse 12, he says that for break up your sow so for yourself righteousness. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Sow for, so for yourselves righteousness. And then what again? Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow grounds. Why? why time what time is it time to see the Lord. what time is it time I don't hear some of you what time is it time to see the Lord. why do you have to break up your fellow grounds three things number one so for yourselves righteousness in other words that's what I just said that tell somebody what you are doing you are doing something right now when you come here praying do you know what you are doing? You are sowing for yourself righteousness. When you give, you are sowing for. When you go out, outreach, you are sowing for. Anything that the scriptures enjoin us to do, which many people don't do, when you are doing it, some people may have problems with you, but don't worry. Sow for yourself righteousness. Why? Because it's time to seek the Lord. Sow for yourself, and then he says that and reap in mercy. So, in other words, as you sow for yourself righteousness, there are things you have done wrong in the past. But what you actually need is mercy to cover you, so that you can enjoy the the fruits of your righteous labors. There are things in your past that will that have the audacity and have the warranty. Okay, they have the warranty to block and buy you from enjoying the fruit that you are supposed to enjoy. Because it is Bible says that a man no, God is not deceived. A man shall reap whatever he sows. Galatians 6, 7. And so But if you are meant to reap what you, what, you, what you sow, then some of you know that you really need mercy when it comes to reaping. <laughs> how many of you believe that you need mercy when it comes to reaping? My two hands, I have my legs, all oh, my legs. So he says that how do you reap in mercy? You have to sow yourself in righteousness. Sow. Uzziah. sow, sow for yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy. Now he said, break up your fallow ground. What's a fallow ground? A ground that has not been cultivated eh, for a very long while. Untilled for a long time. Is it possible I'm speaking to someone who has left some grounds untilled for a long time? You have left your fasting grounds untilled. You have left your... Private private prayer life until for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> you are left your sin free. You know how many of you know you can live sin free? You tried for two weeks. Sin free two weeks. Yeah. No, now we have sugar-free, hands-free, um, tax-free, uh, and there's so many free, free, free nowadays, like you know. Um, um Uh, Yeah, sugarless, handless, contactless. Uh, Now even you can yeah cordless. So so so, but you can have a sin-free, sinless five months. Oh, you didn't believe it? You have you have the installation by Jesus. Once you're born again inside. So, why do we keep sinning? Because we, we have not we have chosen not to use it. If you choose to engage that helping gear, you'll be singing, you'll be shocked. You, you can't get stranded in any mud muddy water. So you can say yes, we can. Yes, we can by the help of the Holy Spirit. By the help of the Holy Spirit. So, so it says, break up your fallow grounds, some grounds that you have left unattended to for a long time, spiritual grounds. Some of us, the last time we prayed seriously was the last time the church prayed seriously. Break up your fallow grounds. Remember how I started that God leaves responsibility with us. He leaves us with responsibility. He didn't say, I'll do it for you. Break up your fallow grounds. Do you know why? Because the grounds are not good for you you can you can't you can't sow in this land break the fallow grounds first deal with it, till the cultivate it break it break it then you begin to well, put some seeds inside break yeah, you get what i'm saying break your fallow grounds now some grounds are not good for you some of you are are trying to you are now 35 years old and you still you love that shoe so much when you were 14 that your mom bought you still want to use that shoe break up your fallow grounds it's not workable and, and this season, your your church approach is fallow grounds you need to break it some of us our church approach really needs much to be desired you will always be the last one to come late to come you always be the, the, the one to we can trust that you'll be late they say someone is not going to give tithe. Well, at least the angels of God know as for you, they can count on you, non-tither. Non-tither. They'll count on you. Tell someone, break up your fallow grounds. (laughs) Why should you break your fallow grounds? In Acts chapter 7, verse 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and can add 27. It's about Moses. Bible says that, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in the West, in, in west and East. What wisdom was he operating with? The Egyptians. <laughs> if you have not gotten this already, what wisdom was the guy operating with? Egyptian. Let's see what he tried to do with the wisdom of the Egyptians. Go to the next verse, verse twenty-three. Now, when he was forty years old, forty years old in Egyptian wisdom, powerful, he was a prince. When he was forty years old, it came, it came, uh, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. He was they, they, were they his brethren? Yes, they were his people. Yes, they were. And he wanted to visit because they were suffering, he was living in the palace. He decided to go and visit them in Goshen. Visit his brethren. But he didn't realize that the Egyptian wisdom doesn't work here. It is good. He was in Egypt. But this ground of Egyptian wisdom, this fellow grounds must be broken. Uh, So he went to visit them, but unfortunately for him, or fortunately from unintended purpose. Now, 40 years ago, verse 24, 24, 24, 24, quickly, please. And seeing one of them, only one, one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged avenged him, who was... (laughs) Who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. The Egyptian was more his one of the people, Egyptian Israelites. He avenged the Israelite and then struck down the one who was opp- and then killed the guy. Say Egyptian wisdom. Egyptian. Watch this. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hands, but they did not understand. Why? Egyptian wisdom. Tell someone, break break up your fallow grounds. That's what I'm talking about. Some of us are operating with an Egyptian wisdom in this new, it's because this time is different. It is time to seek the Lord. Break up your fallow grounds. Let me communicate to somebody. Change your approach. Change your approach. And then Bible says that now the next day he the next day he appeared to two of them. Okay, he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you why do you wrong one another? Why? Don't do that. But usually it's those who are guilty. They create more problems. Now look at the next verse. He says that, but he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge of us? <laughs> the bully, the bully said, you, who made you a ruler and a judge of Leave me, let me butcher this other one. Why are you coming to stay? He taught the people who understand. But Egyptian wisdom doesn't work in this season. Tell someone break up your fallow ground. <laughs> Why should you break up your fallow ground? Other than that, you will be seeking the Lord with the wrong wrong principle, wrong grounds, and it's going to bite you. Then later on you say the thing didn't work; it worked, but you didn't break up your fellow grounds. Change your approach. And then what happened? Go 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 go. What, what verse are we now? Verse twenty-eight. Do you uh, do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Hey, <laughs> they began to give him reference. And then what happened? Then. At this scene, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian where he had two sons. <laughs> His sons were not born in Egypt, thank God. But look, that's not the end of the story. Watch this. And when 40 years had... Can you imagine? He grew, grew up in, in Egyptian wisdom for 40 years. God said, I have to remove everything out of you. So, And when 40 years had passed an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. Go to the next verse quickly. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight and as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Go to the next verse. Then the Lord said to him, take your sandals off for where you are. Standing. Go to the sure uh, I've, I've seen the affliction of the people. I will send you. Oh, can you imagine that? I have I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now, say now. now. And now, come. <laughs> I will send you. But you know why we read all this. We, should have, we could have done without the bit, But it's good to have the history. Go to verse 35 look at verse 35 this Moses who they rejected saying who made you a ruler and a judge is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush not by Egyptian wisdom <laughs> the thing was in his DNA but was was his, his car to go and deliver the Pope was a diesel car but he was filling the tank with petrol so so their car was not working. Is someone guys what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Egyptian wisdom. It looked good, but the grounds must be broken. You must break your fallow grounds. I know I'm talking to somebody. This nine this uh what's today's day? The, the third. So eighty-nine days more to go. The remaining eighty-nine days, you must be determined that come rain come shine you are going to break your fallow grounds yeah. why it's not just for fun because you it's time to seek the lord what, how long we are seeking him till he comes up put it on the screen again till so That hosea chapter 10 verse 12 it says that hosea chapter 10 verse 12 please Thank you. So, so for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow grounds for it's time to seek the Lord till he comes and reigns righteousness on you who are seeking him. So righteousness, God wants to rain righteousness on you but you have to start the process. Am I communicating? You have to take the responsibility and start the process. Don't think Egyptian wisdom will do. It's not good enough. Don't think the old ways work. It won't work. And one major prayer topic two things. That's what happened to Moses. God had to send Moses to the backside of the desert, the Midianite desert, to go and bend him. Because he was wrongly conditioned. So God had to bend him and make him pliable, adjust him for his work. He wanted to go and use his own strength. God said, No, I can't use this one. Took him out. How did he take him out? He allowed his mistake to chase him. That's why I said reap in mercy. <laughs> so yourself, so righteous and reap in mercy. Just keep going to look for God. Going, they allow God to have his way. All oh, your your he went back to Pharaoh, they couldn't arrest him. How come? Because he was reaping in mercy. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. One prayer topic. One prayer topic. Major prayer topic. Holy Spirit, come on us. Come on me. Revive my life. I need you. And then you ask him that, now that you come, bend me. There are things in my life that are not compliant to what you plan to do with my destiny. Bend me. Break me. Break me, bend me, break up my fellow ground. Help me, Lord. I'm ready. Break me, recondition me, rewire my thinking, rewire my approach, influence me again. Bend us, oh Lord, because God is looking for agents. He doesn't mind using you, but on the other hand, too, He doesn't mind not using you. Because he never runs out of resources. When he called Moses, Moses said, bah, 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 bah. I'm a stammerer. I can't go. He said, don't worry. I've already spoken to Aaron. He's coming to meet you. He's on his way. <laughs> he has done all the network already. He has done the network before he appeared to Moses. Moses was going to give excuse. He said, listen, when I call you, stop giving the excuses. Somebody's blessed. Going to... This season, ask that God, if there's anything I want, is Your Holy Spirit, and I'm ready for You to bend me. That's our prayer. Bend us, O Lord. Bend us, O Lord. Bend us, O Lord. Please, always avail yourself for God to bend you quickly. Other than that, you don't want to spend forty years getting yourself readjusted, reconditioned. Is forty years a long time. Uh-huh. It's too long. Me, I want God to to do it within days. Uh, Days or week. Some of us, the hunger in your heart, it may take certain hours. A matter of hours. Moses, it took 40 years, but somebody to take hours. I pray that it will be you. I pray that it will be you. I pray that it will be you. I pray that it shall be you. Shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray that when the, those who will be used by force, by every means will be used, who are tough, may you not be the tough one who it will take another generation. By the time your children are all finished secondary school and university, you are now realizing that, ah, God called you, I'm going to do it, hallelujah, your teeth, most of your teeth are weak, or they are you are using the, um, and the other one, well, dentures or fake one, but you know what? answer early so that you can do it better with full strength. It's like when a woman is is 57 and she's not giving birth you know it's they have to do caesarean and complication. The baby may even have to come out in the 20 29 months or something like that, 29 weeks. Because the baby can survive. Because the woman is too old, maybe. The earlier you respond to the call of God, the better your chances in doing it well. Amen. What is our prayer topic? Holy Spirit, come upon us and bend us, O Lord. Bend us, O Lord. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karas Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.